So we continue our series at the movies. And, um, yeah, let me just talk about this. Especially in this day when evil has been so prevalent all around our country. Caleb Rumbaugh is the one who brought this idea of the message today. We're going to be in Star Wars. But also the song. And I hope that you've heard that. But I want to walk back through it just a minute. When I was a child, I didn't hear a single word you said. Things I was afraid of were all confined beneath my bed, right? When we're kids, it's, it's little things, and it's those unseen things. The years have been long. You have taught me well to hide away. The things that I believe in, you've taught me to call them all escapes. You know, as we grow and as we get older and wiser, so to speak, we lose our way sometimes. I know who you are now. There before the flesh, I saw a brighter world beyond myself. I love that line. There before the flesh, I saw a brighter world beyond myself. In my hour of weakness, you were there to see my courage fail. You know, if you've read the screw tape letters, you know that, that wormwood is that can be seen as a, as a demon that, that can be seen um, as influencing us. The years have been long and you've taught me well to sit and wait, planning without acting, steadily becoming what I hate. I know who you are now. There's a recognition in the song. I have always known you. You have always been there in my mind, but now I understand you and I will not be part of your design. Amen. I know who I am now. See, that's key. I know who I am now. And all that you've made of me, I know who you are now. I named you my enemy. I know who I am now. I know who I want to be. I want to be more than, more than the devil inside of me. You know me well enough to know that some of the battles that I fight in this song is very powerful. I want to thank you all this morning. It's powerful. The passage of Scripture that I have this morning is probably familiar to many of us. It's out of Ephesians chapter 6. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you may withstand the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers and authorities and powers of the dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the, when the, day, of, when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate, breastplate of righteousness in place protects our heart with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. If we're not carrying peace, it's not being carried. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation to protect your mind, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Please be in study. Please be seeking God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. All means all, all kinds of 
on all occasions with all kinds, little, small, the small stuff, the big stuff. And with this in mind, be alert and always be praying for the Lord's people. Pray. See, we have this battle we fight. It's often couched as flesh and spirit and and, and it's between our human side and our spiritual side. And it's not wrong to do so because that, is, that, that battle is going on. There's no doubt about it. But this is more than an innocuous internal battle. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. It's not just ourselves. And yes, we battle ourselves. There's more going on. There's a spiritual realm and a spiritual world going on around us that we don't see and we don't want to acknowledge. But when you look at El Paso and you look at Dayton, it's hard to dodge that evil is here. In the passage out of of Star Wars, Star Wars is a great movie about good and evil. You know, this is a good, this is great movie about what that looks like but here's Yoda training Luke in defense. Never attack. But tell me why I can't... No, no, there is no why. (sighs) Nothing more will I teach you today. Clear your mind of questions. There's something not right here. I feel cold. That place is strong with the dark side of the force. A domain of evil it is. And you must go. What's in there? Only what you take with you. You will not need them. Oh, 
So in Star Wars, the Force, if you, has any, have you, everybody seen it? <laughs> the, the Force is the unseen power in this fight between dark and light, between good side, bad side. Um, and Yoda asks for what is clearly impossible for Luke, right? Clear your mind. You're going to know when you clear your mind. And Luke is like, most of us, his mind is like, you know, so it's not going to happen very easily. And, and most of us struggle with that, right? How do we clear our mind? How do, how do I do this? If this is the, if I need to, 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 to hear God, how do I find that space? Because we got so many questions. We got all kinds of questions. Where is God? Why does God let bad things happen? Why does God let bad things happen to good people? If there is a God, then where is he? If God is love, then why is there hate? What kind of God lets fill in the blank, right? Tornado, hurricane, uh, sh- shootings, uh, El Paso, um, Dayton, what kind of God lets those things happen, you know? There's so many questions. Some of these are our questions. Some come from us, and we're, we wrestle with those. They're, they're from our own mind, but some are whispers from Wormwood. I want you to know that because that's a real thing in, a, in this spiritual battle that we're in. Some are, are not ours, and they're that small, quiet voice that kind of jumps in and tells us lies that are that just to get us to move and, and or half truths is probably the the most common thing um, so that we can lose our way so that we lose our connection with God and we can get so caught up in the questioning that we lose faith that we lose our way we, we lose faith in the process we lose sight of God Matthew 18 3 tells us this it says truly I, this is Jesus talking truly I tell you unless you change and become like little kids well, he might didn't say kids, little children. You will never enter the kingdom of heaven unless you become childlike, not childish. I know I can be kind of childish, but I will hope. But I shoot for childlike. We need to be childlike. Chi- children trust that their parent is going to be there for them. Those who don't trust in that, that's a learned behavior. They come in trusting that their parents. You know, they they cry because they trust that somebody's going to provide them food you know they cry because they know that somebody's going to change them they just come in that way and they have to learn not to trust now if as i'm talking about this it was clear to me i needed to address this as well you know you know how i how i what i believe about questions i think questions themselves are good if you have questions bring them you know god is a big god god can handle the questions that you have you you know so so bring those questions you know you'll find also about me that after years of asking lots of questions um my own questions uh and by the way not getting them answered all answered by the way um i just need to be clear on that or certainly not answered to my satisfaction i have come to this end point this weird place um, and it's this. It comes from this. It's a, it's a book that Mark Rutland wrote, and I, this I took from it. Uh, it's Living with a Nevertheless Perspective. The book is called Nevertheless. But here's what one of my mantras. This is something when I get in trouble and I'm not, nevertheless will I believe and nevertheless will I follow. It's my faith statement. Nevertheless will I believe and nevertheless will I follow. I don't understand why uh, El Paso happened, but nevertheless will I believe, and nevertheless will I follow. I don't understand why Dayton happened, but nevertheless will I believe, and nevertheless will I follow. And now that doesn't come from just a Pollyanna-ish place. It comes from a place of walking through the fire so many times that, that, it's like, that God's seeing me through to know that I don't know how God is going to resolve some of the crazy, evil things going on in this world. I don't even know how God is going to resolve some of the crazy, evil 
things that go on internally for me, you know, and, and some of the stuff that, you know, when I beat myself up and all that stuff that I do sometimes. I don't know how God's going to resolve all that, but I, nevertheless will I believe, Tammy, and nevertheless will I follow. It's just my landing point. And, and in that process, you know, I'm, I know that, that God's going to work some kind of thing out, you know, and we've just seen it too many times. Now, that hasn't been and isn't an easy place to land. And it has a lot to do with the reality of our spiritual world, the reality of our spiritual battle. There are demonic forces. There are wicked forces at work in the world and in our lives. One voice on each shoulder, so to speak, right? You, you all seen the cartoons and the, and the things. There's, there's one that tries to get us to do the, the right thing. There's one that's after us to do the wrong thing. But how do you know which one to listen to? How do you know? You know, Yoda says, quiet your mind. How many people find that easy to do? <laughs> you know? Um, we, so, so how do you do it? It's not always very clear which voice is which. We have this picture of Satan as this horrible demon, right? And, oh, he's got horns and easy to recognize. I got news for you. <laughs> That's not how it is. You know, he was an angel. So what do we do? Now, and I'll tell you that this is when we really need one another. You know, if I don't trust in the life, if I don't have people around me to help me, if I don't have people praying for me, if I don't have people who love me and that I can reach out to, then I won't do well. So we need support and accountability people who have some wisdom, need to seek God in prayer and study. Talk about these things a lot around this place, but the spiritual disciplines are really our primary way of figuring out, which is discerning, discernment is the Christian word, but really it's figuring out where is God in this? How do we discern where God would have us? How do we discern God's will? You know, Romans 12 too, right? It's in the renewing of our mind that we get to understand that. And that's not going to happen if we don't put some effort into it. Because we need to find out whose voice we're following. We're following a voice. It may be our own. It may be Satan. It may be God. I don't know. But we're following a voice somewhere. Maybe your parent. It might be an old friend. It might, who knows? It might be your abuser. It might, you know, we hear all this stuff in our head and, and we follow voices. We need to know, you know, as a counselor, one of my things was, was trying to figure, help people figure out whose voice you're following. Because if you follow your own, you're better off, especially when you've grown up. Too many of us as adults are following voices that, that of, of our childhood, wherever they came from, and we haven't taken the time to discern whether we want to continue to follow that now that we're an adult or whether it's a, we need to choose a new path. We're adults. We get to choose. We don't have to follow the old voices. You can. Some of those voices are absolutely good to follow. Grab them. Walk, walk with them. So anyway, whose voice are we following, God or the enemy or from our past or what? Here's another thing. When Luke cuts off, you know, this is the, the first of the Star Wars movies. It was number four. <laughs> but when Luke cuts off Vader's head, you know, he finds himself staring back at him. It reminds me that our greatest enemy is often ourselves. So this up here is important, right? Make sure that, that our worst enemy is not living between our ears because often that's, um, in my world, you know, this can be my worst enemy, and I need folks around me to help me with that. 
You know, for example, I'm talking about demons, right? And I'm talking about a spiritual realm, you know. And I know good and well that the, the folks in uh, we're rational folks, right? We're not irrational. And to talk about the demonic world, a world that we can't see, is not exactly what you would say is rational. It's kind of irrational because we can't see it. We're geared to follow the things that we can see. So when somebody talks about demons and spiritual forces, our rational mind pushes back against the idea. Those are just fairy tales. Those are fairy tale beliefs. Or they didn't really understand how, how, they, you know, how to describe what was going on in those days. So they chose this path to talk about how it was something else because they didn't really know what it was. We are rational. The idea is somewhat irrational. Of course, we do follow a Savior who rose from the dead. But um, there are forces that we can't see. I'm just making a point there that that's not rational either. Okay. Um, but this has been a battleground for a long time. So this is out of Second Kings Old Testament, Elisha, who was, a fo- who was followed Elijah. He, and this is out of Second Kings 6, 15. When the servant of the man of God, the servant of Elijah, got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. And he said, oh, no, my Lord, what shall we do? Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked, and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. There is more going on in life than what we can see with our human eyes. There is more going on. Servant didn't know that. You know, we don't always see that battle. That's why prayer, we don't always see what happens in the, when we pray. But prayer, I am convinced, has saved my life on more than one occasion. People praying for me. Hear that. People praying. There are, I've known, you know, praying grandmas and praying moms who have prayed for their kids for 20, 30, 40 years before that prayer comes, comes true. Praying protection and seeing that those are things that happen. But it's going to ultimately require faith if we're going to be Christ followers. And faith is part of the story too. stones around is one thing. This is totally different. No. No different. Only different in your mind. You must unlearn what you have learned. Alright, I'll give it a try. No. Try not. Do. Or do not. There is no try. Oh! <laughs> 
this matters not. Look at me. Just me by my size, do you? Hmm? Hmm. And where you should not. For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us. And binds us. Luminous beings are we. Not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here. Between you. Me. The tree. The rock. Everywhere. Yes. Even between the land and the ship. You want the impossible. It's a great movie. I did a series just off this one movie. It's incredible, all the stuff in it. Uh, there's a lot there. Luke gets distracted. He's, he's got, uh, you know, working with the force. He loses his focus. He fails and stuff falls. Uh, the rocks fall and all that. He focuses uh, immediately on, or immediately focuses on what cannot be instead of what could be, and then it comes apart. You know, just like us, right? When we focus on what we don't have, we get in trouble. When we focus on what we do have, we, it build, we're able to, to move forward. And, and some of the things that Yoda has to say, you must unlearn what you have learned. Wow, that's hard. You know, it looks like, okay, I'll give it a try. And then, no, try not, do or do not. I wish I could do Yoda. That would have been, oh, try not, do or do not. 
There is no try. You know, so, so you know, he responds in a way that, look, it's a, faith is, is about making a choice. And the essence of faith is about that choice. Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. That's what faith actually is. That's when we grab hold and we make that choice. And at the end of the day, as believers, that's where we have to land. We have to choose what we're going to believe. We're going to have to choose to have faith in a circumstance or not. It's a choice. We're going to have to choose nevertheless or nevertheless will I believe or nevertheless will I follow or nevertheless will I doubt and nevertheless am I going to be a skeptic. We have to choose between the different places that we find ourselves. And please don't hear like, oh, well, this is an easy thing. It is not easy. The way that faith gets built is through experiences. It's through taking a chance. It's through believing in an unbelievable circumstance and seeing your way through it. It's, it's in, in walking into something going, I don't know how in the world this is ever going to work, but I'm going to do it anyway because I believe that this is where God would have me to be. That's what faith is. Faith is about giving it, you know, moving and, and, and trusting that God is going to be with you in it. At the end of the day, though, it's our choice. God's not going to force you into faith. Not going to do that. He gave us choice. He's not going to force you into faith. He's going to give you opportunities to see him. And he's going to give you opportunities in lots of different ways. School year is starting, you know, that, so there's going to be some opportunity in the midst of the school year to see God at work. Even in the tragedy and the evil that happened, there will be opportunities to see God work in El Paso and Dayton and around this country. Luke didn't have faith. Yoda had faith. So you get the opportunity, then you decide. And of course, Luke is, I can't, it's too big. Size matters not. Look at me. Judge me by my size? Well, you should not. For my ally is the force. My ally is the force. And I know that Satan is the father of lies. He's going to try to get you to make decisions based only on what you can see, only on what's here that in our ability, the tangible. And when we listen to that voice, we have little chance to become who God created us to be because God doesn't want us to just trust on what we can see. He wants us to trust beyond that. And please understand, this is a voice that is persuasive. It's not easy always to understand this. Where, where's it coming from? Well, it, it's going to make sense. It's going to uh, often appeal to us in our area of weakness because that's the way that, that Satan works, and that's the way that those forces work. It's going to try to get you to do things that are against God. And the first step to dealing with that is being freed first step to freedom is awareness. It's awareness. When we become aware, it's then that we can at least have the opportunity to change. At least have the opportunity for change. Do you believe that? Luke didn't. You remember that last line? Very pertinent to this day. I don't believe it. And Yoda's response, well, that's why you failed. You didn't believe I want to re, 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 reiterate something that I said earlier. You know, if you try to walk alone, if, you, if, if I try to walk alone through, through this life, then, then I'm going to fail. We, are, we, we need each other in order to do the battles that we need to battle, to, to have that, the, the, the strength to be able to figure out which voice we're listening to. We need help with that. 
And I want to close this message. Kind of, We're going to go back to that first passage, only I'm going to read it from the message. The message puts it this way. It says, and that about wraps it up. God is strong, and he wants you to be strong. So take everything the master has set for you, well-made weapons of the best materials, and put them to use so you'll be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. This is no afternoon athletic contest that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. This is for keeps, a life or death fight to the finish against the devil and his, and his angels. So be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get. Every weapon God has issued so that when it's all over but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, they're more than words. Treat them as verbs. Learn how to, he didn't say that, I just did. Learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. See, we have an enemy that's prowling out of, out of Peter, 1 Peter. We have an enemy that is prowling like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. And the sooner we recognize the true battleground, that it's more than, than just uh, us, that there's a spiritual realm going on, then the better it's going to be for us. And the great news is that God doesn't leave us to that fight alone. Didn't say, well, good luck. You know, I hope it goes well for you. He gives us tools. He gives us, he gives us the Holy Spirit, right? And, and you know the force is not the Holy Spirit. I thought I'd better make that point. We don't have midi-chlorians <laughs> you know, uh, around us or in us and objects. But there's a similarity that Yoda points out that is true for the Holy Spirit. When he says this, he says, my ally is the force. Did you know that your ally wants the best for you, wants to see you better off, wants to see good in your life is the Holy Spirit, the dynamic, all-powerful Holy Spirit. We have each other, and that's awesome and wonderful, and we need each other. But, man, we got the dynamically powerful Holy Spirit living within us. God lives in you. Have you heard that before? Yes, God lives in you. How cool is that? How cool? I mean, seriously, God lives in Mike Roberts. I mean, that's really cool because Mike needs him more. No, I'm kidding. Uh, God lives in each of us. You are not left alone to the battle. And he also gives you the people around you, to walk with you. Please don't try to do it alone. It doesn't work very well. Trust me on that. You know? And I'm praying that you come up with a nevertheless of your own. You know? Get a faith statement so that when, you know, when I'm in trouble, that's one of the things I can grab hold of. Nevertheless, will I believe. Nevertheless, will I follow. Because spend, and spend time. Just invite the Spirit to inform all that you do. If you invite the Spirit to inform all that you do, you're going to be inviting the Spirit to do the impossible in you and through you, and God will make it happen.